Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Mara Wood. Good morning. Good morning, Mara. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> so we were just we were just talking before. This is both the beginning and end of your summer. It is. It is. I've had to do my um, pre-doctoral internship, and yesterday was my last day, and I start my job on Thursday. So I've got a narrow window in which I'm just going to go into a comics, manga, anime coma. Like That's all I've got planned. Awesome. <laughs> um, definitely, you're seizing life. Seizing life. That's uh, all I want to do. <laughs> I found uh, on, the, um, summer goal to my summer goal was to read all of Fables because mm. I've been buying all of them and I've been reading quite a bit of it, but I never completely read the entire series. I was like, I'm a, you know, I'm going to plan out which volumes I have to read each week, and I need to find Jack of Fables, and I've got all the supplemental stuff in line, and then it's like, you know, it's July 31st, and I'm on like volume. 13 or something like I'm I'm not very far at all so I may be reading a lot of fables yeah volume 13 that's like halfway mm -hmm. there's a lot of fables there's a lot of fables <laughs> yeah like 24 or 25 volumes I think 20, oh 20 22 volumes 22 and the volumes. last volume, yeah the last volume is the last issue mm. so that's just how it came out uh oh awesome I love your mug, by the way, Mara. Thank you. Some Wonder Woman action. Actually, in a Loot Crate this month, they, they had a little Wonder Woman poster that was her the DC Bombshells version. Oh, really? New, yeah. That's, yeah. My, um, that's my laptop sticker. Like, I have her, like, breaking the chains on the outside of my laptop. Mm -hmm. And... Like, it's pretty cool. It's different. But there was one time I was at Barnes & Noble working on um, some school stuff. And this old man comes up to me and he's like, that's an interesting sticker you have on your laptop. I was like, I like Wonder Woman. All <laughs> <laughs> um, those situations when someone points out something, I'm like, I like comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's weird. The time the only it's, it's so strange because the only time I feel self conscious about it is when I'm doing what otherwise are mundane adult tasks, but I'm doing something with comic books. So when I go to like get my oil changed or something, and I'm in like the waiting room of the of the mechanic, and I'm reading like Justice League, mm -hmm. and there are other like adult people there like reading the newspaper and <laughs> stuff. That's the only time where I I mean I I, I don't. I don't feel ashamed, but I feel slightly awkward. Yeah. Like, I'm, this does not feel like I should be doing this right now. And I can, uh, but what always happens is there's always inevitably a, an adult who has a kid with them mm -hmm. and they're like staring at me because I, I'm, I'm holding up a comic book. You got the fun thing in the room. Yeah. And at one point I, I was reading Justice League and I hear this little voice go, Daddy, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> So that 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 kind of evens it out, but that's the only time where I feel weird about reading comic stuff in public. When I'm when I'm in when I'm like taking an airplane or a bus or a train, I don't feel weird at all. But it's just in those type of situations right. where I feel like the sore thumb that's sticking out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So to, to say on the show, um, Mara is going to uh, 
do what she does best, I guess, other than be a great academic and <laughs> give us some manga recommendations for a couple of people who, for people who are fans of a couple of a really, really big comic book series. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, Yusmar, you mentioned about reading fables. I've been trying to backlog stuff as well and try to get through stuff. And I have been collecting uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard mm -hmm. since the beginning. But I'd only read, I think, the first four issues. Yeah. And we're on issue 16 or something like that at this point. Uh, so last night, well, the, yesterday, uh, yesterday and also last night, I kind of went through and uh, read up until the last day stuff. So about issue four through issue 15. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Journey into Mystery Kieran Gillen stuff where he dealt with the kid Loki stuff and then into Young Avengers, which kind of completed that arc of, right. of that character. And Al Ewing has done a really good job of continuing that story of the character and using that very complicated mythology they built up for him, which is that, you know, he was evil adult Loki. He died and was reborn as a child to try and um, give himself a fresh start. So that he could not be the bad guy, but that, it, but then, and this is sort of a spoiler, I guess, for Young Avengers, but it's about two years old, so I don't feel too bad. Uh, sort of the spirit of older Loki, in order to, in order to really save the world, has to sacrifice younger Loki and kind of take his life, take his old life back. So he's kind of back to this person who's on the path into evil again, mm -hmm. and it's a very complicated thing, and they've done a really good job dealing with that and dealing with this new character who wants redemption, but maybe there's no way he can get uh, redemption. I don't, have you read any of it, Mara? I have not read any of the Loki stuff. I've read um, Young Avengers. Like, that was a good series, and I kept up with that pretty well. And I've read bits and pieces of the Kieran Gellin um, Draining into Mystery stuff, and I liked it. Um, but as soon as he turned into a teenager, he was less interesting to me. It's like I like Kid Loki a lot better than any other version. Yeah, and I, and I feel, I mean, I, I felt the same way. I, I'm a huge fan of of that Kid Loki character. He's one of my favorite characters, but they've done a good job. Al Ewing has done a very good job of filling out his character in in really interesting ways and, and has made it a, a book, I think, that is well worth reading and, and a character that is interesting in his own right. He's really kind of made his own stamp. Uh, on what it does, and it really plays with the idea of expectation and fate, and you know, if people know you as one thing, even if I mean, in, in Loki's case, it's the god of lies and, and the god of evil, but in any in any way, you know, if they know you as anything, if you're, you know, if you are the the, the procrastinator or the overachiever or you have quick temper and you try to change, and if you do change a lot of the people in your life are still going to see you as that person and still sort of be like, oh, you didn't, you're going to lose your temper, you know, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. to the point where maybe you can't escape it because you're kind of held down by, by, by that stuff. And it really deals with that, and, and I think in a really, really clever way. So I've been really enjoying it. It's kind of like that feeling where when you go back to your hometown and people see you the way mm -hmm. you were in high school or the way you were in middle school, things like that. 100%, 100%. Um, I think we've all dealt with it in our lives as we've gotten older and kind of wanting to break free of some of the 
the chains that we kind of put put on ourselves as younger people, the mistakes that we've made, you know, maybe the attitudes that we've had. <laughs> um, you know, you want to break free of those things, but sometimes it's hard when you're around people that have known you forever because mm -hmm. they still see you as that person. So it's tough for you to break free of it. But it, like I said, it raises interesting stuff. It, it, it's cool conversation piece. So uh, I, I really recommend it. Loki, Agent of Asgard uh, has been really, really great. And, and I hope that in some ways, at least that character continues uh, post that that story. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's been my comic book reading for this week. I have my books, you know, together. Uh, I, I got I, I picked up new issue of Sex Criminals, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, it's good. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> it was in like a wrapper and stuff. I haven't opened mine yet. Like, oh I, really? I went onto my my um my. Uh, comicsology account and I guess my husband had bought the digital copy so that we wouldn't have to open the paper one mm -hmm. that we bought but as soon as it came in because we order we order from our comic shop like two and a half hours away and he sends it to us free each week like it's mm -hmm. a great setup even though I get my comics like on Thursday or Friday um, but anyway I got my box yesterday I was like I really just want to open this bag and take a look at it and everything but I don't know I might I mean it's like what's the point of keeping it in the bag to, yeah, I know. It's meant to shame the world. Yeah. I mean, if, if people haven't seen it, it says on the cover that, that it's possible that inside is a sketch cover by mm -hmm. uh, Fraction and Zadarsky. I don't know if that's actually true or it's just them, again, like being like, it, you know. It is. My friend oh, got is, one. Oh, okay. And, like, it's pretty cool. And I was very jealous that he, was, he got it. And I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't get it. I mean, I haven't opened <laughs> it yet, but... Who knows? But it's a it's a very happy penis on the cover. Nice, nice. So. Which you which to be expected. Yeah. I'm disappointed if it was yeah, anything less. Uh, the real cover is awesome though. It's it's this very like uh, negative spacey, uh, very hip, cool cover of, of the two of them on the front. I'm excited. It's been a it's been a while since the last issue, so mm -hmm. I'm excited to, to read it. Um, yeah, and two Batgirl books this week, so I'm excited about those as well. Yes, yes, and I'm excited. I love Barbara and Dick Grayson together. Hmm. <laughs> I get I get like Natasha and Bucky feels when I read about Barbara and, and, and Dick. I'm just like, you guys belong together. Kiss now. <laughs> so it was a great it was a great issue for me, the annual. Awesome. Awesome. I'm I'm excited to excited to read it. Some good some really good artists on there too. Um, which I think is cool. David yeah. Fuentes and Bengal and and stuff. Ming so, Doyle's uh, on it too. Ming Doyle as well. So I'm, I'm excited to check that out. And, uh, uh, in addition to the, the regular issue as well, which, which mm -hmm. I, I've been loving that series, obviously. Um, so, Mara, uh, manga. Oh, I want to know. Uh, so I was talking to Hugh on the Brood and Boarded uh, Patreon only stream this past week. And I said, listen, Hugh, I need some recommendations on manga. I, I asked Mara, but she's so deep in it that I'm not sure. If I need something, if I, if I can trust her opinion, that's what I told him. <laughs> this might be quite honest with you. I said, I, I need to know something that is just like base level stuff. And he told me to maybe check out Death Note uh, as far as anime goes. Uh, yes. Sorry, anime, not manga, uh, anime. But, but for, for manga, I, you know, I, I was, I always think about a lot of the way you get people to read stuff or check stuff out is, you know, if you like this thing, you'll like this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and Two of the you know most popular series out right now are, are Sex Criminals, as we just mentioned, and, and and Batman, the Scott Snyder's Batman. And so I thought maybe giving some recommendation based on if you like those books, 
this is stuff you, you, you can check out. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what Mara's going to say yet, but when Mara does her thing, I'm going <laughs> to go on and I'm going to create a uh, Amazon wish list okay. uh, or Amazon list of those things so people can check them out and, and can buy them if, 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 they, if they so desire. So uh, Mara, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead? You, yeah, you, take, I, you take over. I do, I do want to second Q's recommendation for Death Note. I mean, that's pretty much a series that, as far as manga goes, it's a great introduction to it because it doesn't have a lot of those silly elements that, that some manga have. And it's, it's short. It's only 12 volumes long, and then, and then you're done. And the anime is great as well. And it's one of those, those series where there's not a wasted panel. Like, everything leads up to the final, final moment. So good job, Hugh. That, that's, you know, that's usually my go-to. But um, <laughs> I so, was in the comic shop the other day, and I yeah. saw the Death Note volumes. And uh -huh. very cool, all black uh, volumes. Like gothic horror, and I mean, it's all about death. That's really mm. what it's about. So, um, so for Batman, and I just want to say for both those comics, for Batman and Sex Criminals, you're not going to find anything that's exactly like it anywhere else. I mean, they're so unique, and that's what makes them great series. That's why we like them so much, because they bring something fresh and something new. So when I was approaching this, I was thinking of the different elements that these two series bring and how we can take those elements and explore them in a different way in a different medium. So Batman is a detective. He deals a lot with mysteries and murders, although it doesn't seem like he, he does it a whole lot in um, TV shows and things like that. He's mostly punching. But if you like the detective, if you like the guy that goes and solves the mystery who deals with criminals, you should check out Monster. And that's by, I actually, I have it all. Let's see here, like I prepared for this. <laughs> I, I, I would expect nothing less, Mara. <laughs> By Naoki Urasawa. And it's an older it's an older manga and it's being republished by Viz. And it's about a, a Japanese doctor in Germany who is a surgeon and he's at the top of his field and you know one day in the hospital two patients come in, one's a little boy who was who was shot and another one's the mayor who had a heart attack. And the boy came in first. And the doctor was prepping to go and, and work on the boy. And the whole hospital was telling him, ignore the boy. You have to go work on the mayor. You cannot work on the boy. You have to, you know, let him die or, or whatever. And the doctor refused. So he went to go work with the boy. So a lesser surgeon went to help the mayor. mayor died. He basically lost his job at the hospital. You know, it's all politics there. Well, that boy ends up growing up to be basically a serial killer. So this doctor is trying to research the boy's past and go through all these things. And at the same time, he's being blamed and um, ostracized by the community and all these terrible, terrible things are happening to him, but he's still determined to do justice, to have that, he has that moral obligation to help the boy and help fix whatever wrong he's done. Or, you know, he's also dealing with the whole, I saved him, but should I have saved him? If I know what I know now, would I have still operated on him? So, like I said, it's an, older, it's an older manga being republished in these huge, massive volumes. You can see, like, I take notes when I read. <laughs> I take lots of notes. Uh, lots of religious symbolism, lots of guilt, lots of um, regret, and just all sorts of um, really cool things. And uh, it's a psychological drama, and it's ideal for older audiences. I think it's rated T+, but you know, take that with a grain of salt. All right. And so, Monster. 
And then I thought about the By the way, Hugh, Hugh just read in and said Monster is awesome. It so. is. It's so good. I love like that Viz has been um, republishing them in this huge, massive volumes. So it's like updated translations. Everything's crisp and clean because, like I said, it is an older, older series. So sometimes, you know, things things fade, things look bad over time. So, um, so that's kind of like the detective part of Batman. Now, if you're more into Arkham Asylum and villains and rogues gallery, I would recommend Dead Men Wonderland, and that is um, also published by Biz, and it's written. It's written by Jinsei Kataoka and drawn by Kazuma Kondo. And this series is about a middle school boy who one day he's in his classroom and a mysterious being shows up and basically kills everyone in his classroom. He's the only one alive and then he's basically blamed for killing all of them and sent to prison as a middle schooler. Like it's insane. But the prison is actually a amusement park where the prisoners have collars on their neck and they're basically entertaining audiences. It's kind of like, like gladiators, basically. And so you're full of um, all these serial killers and horrible people and they're fighting. There's gore and blood and everything like that. And there's also kind of that mystery of who was it that showed up to the classroom and who killed all these kids and how can I, you know, this little middle schooler get out of this situation? So it's pretty cool, um, you know. I've only read I've only read about the first volume, and um, this one's the fifth, and I or third, and I have the fifth one because um, I get review copies from for this series sometimes. Uh, but there's also an anime based on it, so if you want to skip the manga part and just go to anime, you can check out check that out too. It is very gory and and bloody, and this one's also rated T plus. Okay, so. If you're more of a Gotham Central kind of person and you love the police force and you love the interactions between people as they solve mysteries and things like that, I would recommend Ghost in the Shell. I've and heard of that one, Mara. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's a reason you've heard of it because it is awesome. <laughs> um, admittedly, I like the anime more than the manga. And I think in part because the anime uh, makes the main character, Motoko Kusanagi, the major, more um, serious and stoic and, and capable, whereas the manga, she's a little bit, you know, she's a little bit goofier, but she still gets the job done. She still does what she, she sets out to do. So this is a future Japan, and this group of people are um, in charge of protecting the world from cyber terrorism. So they're doing a lot of technology, a lot of hacking, a lot of going out and finding terrorists and things like that. And it's it's really good and it's it's got like a diverse cast. So if you're more, you know, into that, like I said, the Gotham Central, the, the Gotham police, Jim Gordon, that kind of stuff, this is this is a, a thing to check out. And then finally, and I don't have a copy of this, I wish I did, there is the Bat manga. Um, oh yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read it. <laughs> I have not, no. Um, it's if you're more of a fan of the cheesecake Batman from the 60s mm -hmm. and you like Batman 66 and you like the television show this manga is right up your alley I mean that it taps into that 100% and it's almost too it's it's a little too much for me <laughs> but I also don't 
don't seek out the Batman 60s. You know what I mean? Like I have them on Blu-ray, but I don't care to watch them as much. Um, but if you like it, you would love this series because it's so it's so cheesy and it's so funny and it's so yeah, you know what I mean. So um, definitely uh, look into that. And it's actually published by DC Comics, and they have the digital first installments of it as well. So. Oh, cool! Yeah, the, the, a new volume of it just came out like a couple weeks ago. I oh, think. really? I've, yeah, like I said, yeah. I've read part of the first volume. Mm -hmm. I think volume two. I think. I think came out, volume two or three came out just a couple weeks ago. I saw it in the store. So, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some, some of my recommendations for Batman fans. And like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to find a manga that taps into exactly what Batman is overall, but Batman's been around for like 70 something years. You know what I mean? He's, he's yeah. had time to floor in different, different directions. And a lot of these manga series are kind of like, you know, tell a certain story done yeah 100 percent. So, so it's a little bit different and then sex criminals which was really hard <laughs> i had to do some digging on that one okay. um but for sex criminals what stands out to me most is just kind of the insane nature of the plot like just how weird and how off the wall it is so Tapping into that that aspect of it, I um, would recommend Welcome to the NHK, and that one is written by Tazuhiko Takimoto, and um, it follows the story of Sato, who is um, a non-employed, educated, or trained. He lives at home. He doesn't do anything. He's completely a bum, and that's kind of... A lot of people consider that like a big problem in Japan that all these young 20 something year olds are not entering the workforce, they're not entering college, they're just not doing anything at all. And part of that is, you know, there's social anxiety, there's um, ideas of failure, there's pressure. And so there's a lot of mental health aspects into it. So you see that creep up and welcome to the NHK. But the, what makes it like such a weird, crazy story is that he, he likes, like takes drugs and then comes into this realization that the NHK, which is kind of like um, Japan's big broadcasting company, has a conspiracy to turn young adults into um, these unemployed, uneducated people. Mm. So it's not really, it's all in his head. Like he, that's not real. Like he believes that they're out to get him. So a little bit of paranoia. And, you know, he meets with this girl once a week who is trying to teach him to interact with the world. So he's got that interaction, but, at the same time, he's trying to build up his work thing. So he meets up with his neighbor who used to go to high school with him and they decide to make a porn video game together. And that's where the crazy <laughs> part comes in. Right, okay. okay. So you're, you're getting a lot of those um, tropes for, you know, like Lolita or Moe, you know, all that kind of stuff coming in and they're trying to figure out like, who's our heroine and, and you know, what do we do about rape scenarios and all this kind of weird stuff. And he's trying to navigate that at the same time his mom is like coming over to his apartment why don't you have a girlfriend? Why aren't you employed? <laughs> Is this a real company? You're such a liar. Um, so there's also an anime based on it. So if you're, you know, wanting to skip the manga and just go to anime, you can do that too. But the manga has more of like the dirty stuff in it. So if you, if you came to the party for the, for the dirty things, <laughs> don't go the anime route. <laughs> Speaking of dirty things, um, 
<laughs> the other one, I, I, you know, sex criminals is so out there. Like, the, like I said, there's no real, there's nothing similar to it in any medium. But like I said, um, I tried to pick apart pieces and one piece of sex criminals that I really like is um, the sexual education nature of it. The idea of the letters columns trying to give information, the idea that sometimes in the issue they have scenes where a gynecologist is explaining things or they're, they're talking very frankly about subjects and things like that. So one manga that is basically only that is um, called Manga Sutra. Okay. And that is, <laughs> yeah, that is by Katsu Aki. And it's by Tokyo Pop and it's out of print. But if you look around the internet, you can probably find scans of it. Um, <laughs> So the story opens with a couple who were who are in an arranged marriage. They've never met before. They get married, and it's like, okay, so what do we do next? And the whole series is about this newlywed couple exploring sex. And along the way, the author provides facts and polls and information, and you know, a lot of the the plot devices are, um, you know, the guy's not lasting as long. What can we do differently to help? I mean, that's just kind of how the, the manga goes. So it's it's very out there. I would not read it in public at all. Like it is as close to pornographic as you can possibly get without actually being porn. Um, but it's hilarious. The characters are really funny and genuine. And like I said, it's it's got a lot of the sex education in it. It's older. So I don't know how much the stats play out today. Um, but it's still interesting to read. It's still, still kind of a fun, fun manga. Cool, so, awesome. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got for today. <laughs> that's awesome, Mara. Thank you so much. I made the list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll make the Amazon thing, and I'll put a link to it in the in, in the post uh, once once it's up. Um, we had a couple of, of of comments and questions. James Hammond uh, is asking. Well, he he was wondering about if Lament of the Lamb was on the list. Obviously, it's not. But have you ever read it? He said it's the best vampire manga he's ever he's ever seen. I haven't read that one, but I almost, I was like this close to recommending um, Rosario to Vampire for Sex Criminals just because of the panty shots. Um, <laughs> seriously. Really, like that was... really distilling Sex Criminals down to its core. <laughs> panty <laughs> shots. <laughs> um, but I had not read that one. And I'm sure I have a pen somewhere. Lament of the Lamb. All right. Um, uh, so Mike, who's at Liberal Bastion, wants to know. Well, he's he's he he's thinking of starting uh, a feminist uh, like book club at oh. or comic club in his okay. town. So he wants to know something to read, something to do for a first book that's not kind of one of the obvious ones. Yeah. Um, and he also wants to know: Is there any manga that gets into political stuff like feminism, progressivism, etc.? As far as like feminism goes, a lot of the magical girl series are really good about that because, you know, they're they're trying to teach readers that you can retain your your feminine nature while also being powerful. So a lot of what I think of is Magic Girl, or sorry, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, and Sailor Moon, and Card Capture Sakura, um, things like that. But as far as like the political and progressive. Um, I would think Full Metal Alchemist might be good for that. 
Okay. Uh, just because, oh, but that's such a huge series and you don't really benefit from all of it unless you read all of it. Um, mm, okay. Interesting. And uh, I'm like looking over my shelf right now, seeing if there's anything I have that would play into that. I would think Monster might be good for that too. Okay. Not so much the feminism part, but like the political nature. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'll have to think on that one a little bit more. I'm going to write All that right. down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See how you can tell you're an academic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always carry a notebook. Always have post-its. Yeah. So what about, what about something, a feminist comic, uh, not necessarily manga, that he could use for his book club? Bitch Planet. <laughs> I think like that would be considered one of the obvious ones. That's, that's an obvious. That's very obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Well, when I think like a feminist comic, I'm thinking a comic that you know has a woman with agency in it. Of course, right. A woman who who kind of directs what she's doing and is in control. So I would think something like um, Stumptown, or like. Uh, haven't read it, but I've heard Queen and Country is really good as well. Okay. Um, I mean, R Ruck is pretty good with that in general. Yeah, like usually anything Ruck. Of course, like Ruck is Wonder Woman is, mm -hmm. you know, but I think that might be out of print. Uh, I don't know if it's out of, I don't think so. I know you can buy it digitally for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I the, the local store here, they have like all of it. Okay. So, I mean, it, I mean that doesn't mean it's out of print, but it, I think if, you can probably get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazarus as well. Yes. Yeah, that's easy to get, obviously. Ah, uh, Lazarus is so good. Yeah. And Lumberjanes, of course. Like things like Lumberjanes and Giant Days that are less superhero and more mm -hmm. women interacting with each other without talking about men or being catty yeah. to each other or anything like that. That's right, absolutely. To look for <laughs> when you're. Yeah, eight. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Lisa, who's at, at O Crush, is asking um, do we think the Jenna Malone as. Uh, Batgirl rumors or as Barbara Gordon rumors are true in, in, in Batman v Superman. Have you heard about this, Mark? I've heard about that. I was like, well, I could see that happening. I could see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it makes sense uh, because, I mean, I don't know if Jenna Malone is going to end up being who, who plays her, but the way they're setting up Batman in the movie as someone who's been Batman for 20 years and has had a Robin that he's lost, at least one that he's lost, we don't know if Dick Grayson is part of the equation as well, or, or whatever, it makes sense that there would be a Barbara Gordon in, in mm -hmm. that situation. There has yeah. to be. It'd only be. It would almost be offensive if there wasn't. Yeah. Uh, whether she's going to be Batgirl, or whether she's going to be Oracle, or whether she's to start the movie, mm -hmm. we don't know. You would assume, though, if it's been 20 years of Batman, uh, that she would be Oracle by now, but I, I feel like we would have heard about that. Uh, by now, we would have heard shots of Jenna Malone on set in a wheelchair or something. Mm -hmm. You know, we would we would have heard about because the rumor with her was that she might have been playing Carrie Kelly. Uh, really? Yeah, that was the initial rumor with her because they won't say who she's playing, and when they okay. do that, she's playing somebody important that they just mm -hmm. won't that the name means something. Mm -hmm. uh, they either do that or they give you a name that means nothing, and then you know it's really somebody who <laughs> means something. It's like with uh, Mary and Cotillard in Dark Knight Rises. And they're yeah. like, she's Miranda Tate. I'm like, okay, she's Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, you know, hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> uh, this name that means nothing. Obviously, she's playing somebody big. So, uh, I I think that she'll end up being somebody big. Um, it would be cool if it was Barbara. I would love to see Barbara mm -hmm. in 
in, in a movie. I think that'd be a great, great thing to have. And, and, you know, I'm in love with the bat family in general. Like I love the concept of the bat family. Yeah. And it would be really nice to finally see that stuff start to play out in, in some way. And I think for all the criticisms I have of Batman, Superman and the idea of it, um, in the trailers I've seen, the one thing I do really like is this idea that we're not starting from square one and again with, with, with Batman, that he has had a life and he's been a hero um, for a long time and he has his own universe already set up and mm -hmm. we're diving into that because that allows for you to have things like Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson and Jason Todd and hopefully others. You know, I, I was just talking the other day, I think on the, on the, on the podcast because I read DC Bombshells and Kate Kane is like the main character of that first issue. I can't hear you anymore. Technical difficulties. This isn't going to sound good, but oh, I had to change is. my microphone because my, my microphone died. This is oh. what happened. It's, oh. I, have a, I have a wireless microphone. It's good, to, it's good, though, because we're almost done anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I just love, I love the Bat family. I would, I, I like, I was just saying, uh, uh, Kate Kane is the main character in um, DC Bombshells, Batwoman, and, and I just love that character so much. And so the idea of that possibly that being something we see in a movie somewhere would be amazing. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's going to do it for for comics and coffee this week. Mara, thank you so much for spending your only Friday of the summer, <laughs> totally totally free, with us. Um, thank you for the recommendations. I'm going to make that list and we'll, we'll put it up. And Mara, if you want to add anything to the post, you know, for any of the other recommendations, go feel free to throw them in there. I'm yeah, sure people would comes, appreciate. Yeah, if something yeah. comes to mind, I'll I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, uh, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Mara at Mega Maramon. Awesome, and I love that you have Destroyer in your yes. in your banner down there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee. Thank you for starting your day out the nerdy way with us, and we will see you next week.